I'm TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I ask that you like, share, and comment on this video. Thanks for watching. All I got to say is, who that? Hey, don't let these tears fool you. There's all dog around this mug. I'm good. what's going on who that nation it is yours truly tj jones and yes i am the host of the state of the saints podcast thank you all so much for checking out the state of the saints podcast where we talk new orleans saints uh as y'all can see uh, i got a special uh, guest co-host with me today um got my nephew kaylin uh came down from uh vicksburg mississippi man to, to chill out with me for the next couple of weeks so i uh, got him on camera today Kaylin, uh, say what's up to everybody. Say what's up to the Who That Nation. What's up, y'all? Yeah, man, we just here to talk a little bit about the New Orleans Saints, of course, just like we always do. Uh, on this edition, we're going to be talking about uh, John Gruden. Uh, John Gruden, uh, you know, is <laughs> in the news because uh, he showed up to Saints camp. And uh, although, although I have not made a podcast on, in a few days, uh, I have been watching the pulse of the Who That Nation just thought that I would talk about it a little bit. Also, we're going to be talking about DeAndre Hopkins, of course, being released by the Arizona Cardinals. Look, I'm pretty sure you know, so many different podcasters that cover the team have been talking about this at nauseum. Um, you know, I, I talked a little bit about uh, Saints fans being a little bit upset uh, that John Gruden showed up to Saints camp. Uh, we all know about John Gruden. John Gruden, uh, Super Bowl winning coach uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in 2003. Uh, and also, you know, he, he brought the uh, Oakland Raiders uh, to the, the to the doorstep of a possible Super Bowl championship uh, before he went to Tampa. But uh, now, you know, John Gruden, fast forward 2018, he became the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. And, uh, you know, he had them kind of steering in the right direction. They approved a little bit. He signed that 10 year contract that everybody was talking about. But then we have some emails that came through that has some uh, very um, uh, questionable, controversial content behind it. Uh, I don't want to get into it. I think everybody kind of understand what he was, what was said in those emails. But of course, uh, because of this, you have a, a lot of members of the Who That Nation football fans around uh, that are very, very disgusted. They, they feel that as if the New Orleans Saints uh, should not have brought in John Gruden in any way uh, to help out. Um, 
I, I know the biggest question on everyone's mind is, you know, uh, what do I what, what do I feel about this? Uh, what I feel about John Gruden showing up the camp, um, you know, uh, being a part of the Saints' uh, offensive install. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you, folks. The man did not sign a contract. The man did not uh, sign his name on the dotted line to be a member of the New Orleans Saints coaching staff. He just came because rather you like him or not, rather you respect him or not, this guy has run the West Coast offense, the offense that has made Derek Carr comfortable as a quarterback in the National Football League. This guy's been running it for over 15 years, right, when he was a head coach. And the fact that they actually brought him in, you know, because he understands Derek Carr, he coached Derek Carr, and he the Saints want to make sure that their offense is running smoothly. Look, you can't pick and choose um, how you feel about certain situations based on if you don't like a person or not, right? We all know when it comes down to it, the Saints are trying to make Derek Carr comfortable. They got Foster Morrow, the tight end, from the Raiders. They got Brian Edwards, wide receiver, from the Raiders. They have reports that the Saints are interested in Hunter Renfro from the Raiders. And now you have John Gruden, who is the head coach, a former head coach of the Raiders. And he was the former head coach of Derek Carr. So he is trying to help the Saints install the offense and making Derek Carr feel more comfortable. Now, I know we like to act like we're Job and we're perfect and we ain't never did nothing wrong and all that kind of stuff there, right? But at the end of the day, the guy is not a member of the New Orleans Saints. I see people just going off and talking about how they're not going to be Saints fans no more. Man, miss me with that nonsense. These were the same individuals that was talking about when Deshaun Watson was in the, the you know, when the Saints were in the Deshaun Watson sweet stakes. Man, TJ, I ain't never watching the Saints no more. I ain't watching the Saints. And yet again, two years later, y'all still watching the Saints and asking me what kind of record the Saints are going to have. The hypocrisy of the Who That Nation. I'm just, not, not all of you, okay? If you don't fit that mold, then I'm not talking about you. But I am talking about the ones that, that sit up here and act like they're holier than thou and want to block folk when they don't feel the same way that they do. But in reality, we all have sin to come short regardless, right? We've all done things and said things that may be questionable if we said them out loud. The only difference is that our low points are not put on display. I'm not going to sit up here and make it seem like I'm just this SJW, this social justice warrior here that just feels a certain way because John Gruden showed up to camp. John Gruden showed up to camp because he can run the West Coast offense, period. All right. They did not sign John Gruden to a coaching deal. Right. And, and honestly, I'm going to be 100% real with you all. A lot of the decisions that these teams make behind the scenes, a lot of you probably don't know about. And, <laughs> and if you knew about them, you probably would be questioning some of the things that these teams are doing. But these teams are smart enough to understand and realize that they can't show everything and, and put everything out there because you'll have situations like this. Let's just be real who that nation. John Gruden showing up to the New Orleans Saints camp is not a deal breaker for you. If you're a Saints fan, you're going to still continue to cheer for the team. I've heard this story before. I've seen this dance before. Let's just go ahead and move on. The, 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 what the Saints are trying to do is make Derek Carr comfortable. They are trying to make sure that he is hitting the ground running. It has nothing to do with trying to bring in John Gruden. So please save that holier-than-thou rhetoric for something that actually is beneficial and meaningful 
at this particular point, I have no problem with it. You can get mad at me. You can unsubscribe to me. It is what it is. I have no problem with this at all. If we were to start talking about him being a, a member of the coaching staff as a coordinator or something like that, then maybe I feel like I can understand where you're coming from. But a lot of people just want to feel like, you know, they're, they're holier than thou. You know, like they, they are beyond reproach, that they never done anything wrong. And yes, I am not oblivious to the fact of what he said and what he did with those emails. I am, I am not, I am not boo-boo the fool. I understand that. But at the same time, I'm smart enough and I've lived in this world long enough to say that a lot of us fake care about situations. We talk about, you know, what certain issues mean to us, but we do absolutely nothing to improve those situations. We don't put a dime into trying to improve the situations. We don't do anything but sit behind our, our computers or our cell phones and try to tweet, I have a dream speeches. If you are not putting any foot to your fate and the things that you're saying, you're just basically just yelling and hoping that somebody hears you. If you're not out here and on forefront, constantly focusing on the issues, but consistently want to uh, be outraged when somebody else shows up, that you don't like or be considered a controversial figure, then you, sir, you, ma'am, are a hypocrite. Straight up. But let's go ahead and read some of your comments. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, see what you all have to say about the John Gruden situation. Have been in the NFL for his whole life. If only dirt they could dig up on him was calling Roger Goodell and the, <laughs> uh, let me see, Maurice, uh Smith uh, names 10 years ago, then I can live with it. Well, I, I put it to you like this, man. Um, I have a I have an issue with people pulling up old information that happened years ago, like people can't change. I'm telling y'all right now, like some of you, I, I don't know, maybe some of you never had to go through a maturation process, never had to go to a transformation process. I can let you know right now, right? I am not the same person at 36 years old that I was when I was 26. I'm not. I, I can't do some of the things that I, I did. I wasn't married. I have my son Paxton. I have none of these things. They're, they're like people act as if individuals can't change, right? They act as if individuals can't, you know, grow and develop, right? I, I don't understand that. And I don't feel bad about this, who that nation, because when people get, when people probably listen to this episode, they'll probably say some things about me. But do you think that I care? No, because in reality, you don't know me, right? It's easy for an individual to sit up here and when somebody puts some information out or something that you said or something that you did years ago, it's easy for the individual to say, well, that's not a good person. You don't know if that's a good person or not. We all make mistakes. We all say dumb stuff. We all have done crazy things, right? Some, some things are a little bit more egregious than others. But we've all been in that situation. And I just feel like looking at a person, what they did 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, and then trying to put that out there as if this is that, that same person. They're, they're not. Now, some people, you know, they pretty much the same, no matter, you know, how much time goes on. But sometimes, you know, people can change. And sometimes, you know, going back 10 years ago to a person's lowest point, Going to a person's lowest point, I just feel like, you know, that's kind of, man, I don't know. Well, we all know what type of world that we live in today. Everybody is trying to get that sound bite. Everybody is trying to get that report. 
everybody trying to find that tweet to try to bring somebody down or try to bring somebody, you know, uh, try to take somebody down and try to make a name off themselves at somebody else's expense. I mean, to me, I don't look. I, I, all I know is people, you know, going back, digging up dirt that people done years back when you probably not even remotely the same person. I just feel like, come on, man. But at the end of the day, regardless to that, all I got to say is, it's not as if this dude just straight up, I, I don't know, like they signed him to a deal or something like that. Then I feel like maybe you'll, you'll have a little bit of an argument, but some of us, we just, oh, look what they did. Look what they did. Like, it's not going to be a deal breaker. We've seen this before. Uh, let's see. Y'all haven't been who that nation since 09. Uh, Demetri, um, we, if we weren't a who that nation since 09, that's not saying a lot about the Falcons because we've been slapping the Falcons around for the last, what, four, five years? So what, what does that say about y'all? Like, so we beating y'all and we ain't even a who that nation? I, I don't understand. Like, so... Um, what I mean, we got to be something, you know, because the Atlanta Falcons, they haven't done squat. I mean, how many games have the Atlanta Falcons beat the Saints in the last three to four years? And also since 2009, if you want to be technical about it now, y'all had a, a, a pretty good stride in this race uh, for the overall record when 2009 hit. Right. So for the last, what, 13, 14 years. The Saints have caught up with y'all. So what does that say about the Atlanta Falcons? What does that say about it? That's not a good look that the Saints came and caught up with y'all, right? So what does that say about your team? The fact that we we stand here and sit here today, what, a, a, a tie or a game ahead of you all? So what does that say about the Falcons? That doesn't say much. So I, I would be very, very cautious about some of the insults, especially since my team hasn't done a doggone thing in the last five years. Haven't been in the playoffs. Don't have a, a questionable quarterback play. Uh, stealing ideas from the Saints, trying to bite from the Saints. GM from the Saints. Defensive tackle from the Saints. Linebacker from the Saints. Come on, man, knock it off. Defensive coordinator from the Saints. Sound like y'all trying to be the Atlanta Saints? But I mean, I don't blame y'all. I, I, I would want to be the Saints too, since I seen firsthand and had a front row seat that team slapping you around for the last twelve years. I mean, I would too. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you want to be like that team? You know, you know, you remember that 1990 uh, song, you know, like Mike, the, the Atlanta Falcon fan to be like, like Saints. I want to be like the Saints. I want to be, I want to be like the Saints. I would too. I would, I would want to be like the Saints too. I mean, that, that I, I mean, I'm just, just being real with you. We, the Saints that came up and caught up with y'all in the last, what, 14 years. That's not, that's not, I mean, in 14 years, y'all should have, like, you know, y'all should be on here bragging, like, man, we've been slapping y'all 14 years, man. We have this overall record. Come on, man. We have one among uh, why Falcon fans here, y'all says. Now, the Falcon fans are here because they know the state of the Saints podcast is where it's at. And, uh, <laughs> and also, you know, they, they want to get some of this good commentary, man. But Demetri, man, shouts out to him, man. Demetri. All jokes aside, man. Um, so uh, you know, somebody that's uh supports the show, and, and y'all know how we go, man. Regardless if you're a Saints fan or a fan of the NFC South or any other team, you know, we we enjoy you being here. It's all fun and games. The objective is for all of our teams to be successful, right? You know, so shouts out to them, man. It's all fun and games. Uh, y'all having big difference. Let's scroll down a little bit. 
says uh, anyone outraged about John Gruden can show their personal emails and texts to the show <laughs> how virtuous they are our way. Well, look, here's the thing. I have no problem with a person really being upset if they have dedicated their lives to causes like this. Like, I can go back four or five years and I can just see you actually feeling the way that you do and constantly being on brain, right? For example, let's just say, for example, um, the whole Colin Kaepernick situation that happened a couple of years ago, you see the situation and you have dedicated yourself to this social justice crusade. You can see it in, in your text. You can see it in your podcasting. You can see it in your videos. You can see it in your tweets. And I'm seeing this from individuals that that do things that are completely flagrant, right? And I see it like consistently and you're dedicating your life to that. I will say, man, you know what? That person has really dedicated themselves. I understand how they feel. But some of us, let's just keep it a buck. Some of us are victims and prisoner of moment. Any way we can, like anything that's right in front of our face right now, here we come trying to type up the Gettysburg Address. Here we come trying to type up the I Have a Dream speech about how this is really affecting us as a human being. If you're not consistent with that, then I just have to say you're a hypocrite. If you're not dedicating a dime to social justice initiatives, if you're not dedicating your dimes to trying to create you know, racial harmony in your country, in your city, you're a hypocrite, straight up. Basically, when, when these situations come up, you're just basically trying to be at the forefront and trying to act like you're, you know, holier than thou. If you're not doing this consistently, then I just feel like it, it's just wrong. I'm not saying you shouldn't be mad about the situation, but when you're jumping out of the window talking about what you're what you're going to do, not talk to the team, if you're, you're blocking folk because they don't feel the same way you do. But in reality, like you really don't care. like after John Gruden leaves and he's no longer involved with the saints to this magnitude, you're no longer going to care. You're going to be talking about, man, why Chris Olave dropped that pass or Chris Olave was wide open or Derek Carr. Uh, he, he missed Jawan Johnson when the season starts, then you, sir, are a hypocrite. You know, like if, if it's, this is, if this is not a true deal breaker to you and you're just acting as if you are outraged by it, then you, sir, you ma'am are a hypocrite. And I, I stand, 10 toes down on that. Roger, thank you very much for the $10. Says, uh, didn't, didn't we have this combo about bringing in a consultant to help Pete Carmichael? I don't see a problem with Gruden. If this helped us improve as a team, I'm all for it. The man understands the West Coast offense, period. He understands the West Coast offense. Why wouldn't you want to bring in a guy that is number one familiar with Derek Carr as a quarterback who has coached Derek Carr as a quarterback and also is a really good uh, play caller and an offensive mind. Like, this guy's up there with the Andy Reeds. I'm, I'm about to tell y'all a little something. Some, for some of, my, from some of my listeners and viewers that are not historians of football, right? I know y'all remember legendary coach Mike Holmgren, right? On Mike Holmgren's staff was Andy Reed. A really good offensive mind. John Gruden was on that staff. A really good offensive mind, right? And Mark and uh, Mike Holmgren, who was a really good offensive mind. They came from the same tree. So when you start talking about 
innovation, offensive innovations, the Sean Paytons of the world, uh, the Andy Reeds of the world. John Gruden is right up there with him. So why wouldn't you want to bring in the best that you have to offer? We all saw last season the Saints averaging 19 points a game as an offense, and everybody here is in agreement right now that something had to change offensively. So if something had to change offensively, when when the Saints don't you want the New Orleans Saints to go out there to get the the best offensive mind that they possibly can to help out? Like you can't pick and choose this, right? If you want improvement, you don't get no better than John Gruden as a coach. I mean, that, that's just what it is. And the guy understands uh, Derek Carr, and he understands the West Coast offense. It makes perfect sense. You may not like it, but it makes perfect sense. I mean, be mad, be outraged, be whatever, but, hey, it is what it is. Uh, I eat wings to let Falcons know <laughs> what I'm capable of. Uh, cap suck, TJ needs to check his mods. Um, I don't I don't think I need to check my minds. I think my minds uh do a really good job. I think they do a really good job at the end of the day, you know. Uh let's see, uh Daryl. Let's see. <laughs> Dirty bird gumbo soup. Um okay with Groot as long as he can help us win and no recent issues come up. I mean, if you want to be technical about it, the issue that came up wasn't even recent. It's just something that they found, you know, 10 years ago. Like I said, I mean, I can understand why people are upset about that and the way it make you feel and some of the some of the things that he said within there. But, you know, like I said, it's not like they signed him to a deal. The guy just coming there helping out, you know, install the offense. It's still going to be Pete Carmichael calling the plays. Um, already read that. I have no problem on Gruden because most people have said and text bad things and we don't know about. My question is, is he getting paid? No, <laughs> he just came in. He like he just came in to help out the offense. That's it. Like it's, it's no different. Like let's just say, like I use this as an example. You know, before I really got into radio, some of you already know I was a store manager, right? And you know, uh, every now and then a district manager called me and say, you know, he wants me to leave the store and go help out a store. You know, that may be struggling a little bit. You know, go over here you know, help them out, help their stock room, you know what I'm saying, get the stuff out to the floor, you know, get this, get the store in a, in a, in a good condition, right? I mean, I ain't get paid for that, you know? <laughs> he was like, can you do it for me? Like, okay, I, I owe you one, you know what I'm saying? Something like that, I ain't get paid for it, you know? But, I mean, I'll take that back. I got some, I got some gas money with that. But, uh, <laughs> but all in all, like, it didn't affect my, you know, my bottom line like that. But, yeah, it's kind of the same way. You know, they, they're not paying them. And if they are, then it's probably like, you know, some under the table stuff. But even with that, you know, I don't, I don't see that happening because, you know, that, that'll violate the NFL rules if you're doing some stuff like that. So, no, he, he didn't get paid at all. Uh, let's see. The 2003-2023-2024 season will be special, Saints fans. All of the right pieces are finally in place. Who that? Well, Hunter, I hope so. I hope it is special. I hope we, that we, we're we talking about uh, the season when we're midway through it. We're talking about what the Saints are doing well instead of what they're not doing. You know, I want to get back to that, man. I, I, I like the times where we used to talk about the Saints and, you know, it was positive stuff, not about, you know, what they're doing wrong and how we need to get rid of this person and that person. So hopefully the Saints can get back to it. 
Let's see. Uh, welcome to Atlanta with a Falcons, please. <laughs> uh, I get what you're saying. It's like with Mike Vick, it was those animal rights groups uh, that really uh, went after him. Yeah. Look, if you dedicate your life to a cause, look, I I'm all for it. Like, look, the backlash and all that kind of stuff because you eat, sleep, and breathe this stuff. Now, I'm serious, man. You eat, sleep, and breathe this stuff. Um, even even if you don't eat, sleep, and breathe this stuff, but you still are dedicating yourself to, you know, social justice issues. Like, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that's the way I feel about it. But you have people out here, I mean, you act like, man, these people, you, you would think that they like Carnell West or, or, you know what I'm saying, Michael Eric Dyson or something like that. Or, you know what I'm saying, one of, some of these other like social justice guys who, who dedicate themselves to this like seriously these people talk like all this stuff but i guarantee you ain't dedicate a dime and for those that you know saying saying well what about you tj yes i you know what I'm saying i have i don't brag and boast about social judge initiative that i have dedicated and i have uh donated money to because i didn't feel like it's pointless you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna sit up here and, and name drop because i just feel like that would be wrong but you have some people out here that are are doing these things that are saying these things and it's like like what 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 kind of you know what i'm saying money or what type of uh time did you put in you know like it, my my whole entire job you know what i'm saying consists of me doing stuff within the community to help enrich the community so i don't feel bad about saying this at all you know what i'm saying because the way that i'm talking like you can you can actually see or you know what i'm saying pull up some of the things that I've done, but some people like they just they just sound good. And if the only thing that you're doing is sound good and and trying to be outraged in the situation where you're supposed to be outraged, then I just feel like you're being a hypocrite. If if you're doing that and you put absolutely no work in, no no investment in, that's that's hypocrisy at its finest, man. Like you can be upset about it, but don't make it seem like if everybody else don't feel like you do then I'm cutting them off because you don't even really feel like that. A couple of days go by, you're going to be thinking about something else. That's just the reality of, of it all. Uh, let's see. Honestly, Carr had the best four years of his career with Gruden. Why not bring him in, pull up uh, the state? Yeah, I mean, if he can help the guy get better, why not? If he understands what he does best and he can install that, why not? I mean, the, the whole point is trying to bring – the offense back to the forefront to the days when Drew Brees was here, when it was offensively efficient. That's the whole point. Uh, let's see, the only, uh, let's say the only other consultants we could have have gotten that made sense is now Denver head coach, pretty much. Uh, just like we supposed to have two uh, <laughs> defensive coordinators at one time, I think now is the time for us to have two offensive coordinators as long as one of them is John Gruden. Well, this is how I feel about the situation. Um, I don't feel like you need to have two offensive coordinators, but I do feel like you don't need like-minded offensive coordinators. Sometimes you need somebody to bounce ideas off of, and sometimes opposites are best, right? If you just got a, a whole amen corner, then you're going to find yourself probably in the same state that you've been in. But if you get some guys that may think a little bit differently and can see the game in a different light and approach it a completely different way, then I think that you, you probably could get some stuff done. 
So if you can bring in a guy that has an offensive mind, he ain't got to be a co-offensive coordinator. He can kind of do the consultant thing like uh, John Gruden was doing. But, you know, like if P. Carmichael is bouncing some th- some some ideas off the wall for the game versus the Tennessee Titans in week one, you know, have somebody else that may can be able to see things a little bit differently that can help the team. The team can benefit from that. And, uh, you know, you can you can have like, you know, two different type of philosophies in there. Now, of course, you know, you want the offensive coordinator to have that final word. But I just think that when you have two guys with the same position, it kind of muddies things up because both of those guys are trying to impress the head coach. They're both trying to get some credit. Uh, if they, you know, if they have any aspirations of being a head coach, they want they want to be attached to the success of the offense. So I just feel like, you know, you you find yourself having an issue when you have two guys that are having the same position because both of those guys are trying to be like, man, that was my idea. No, that was my idea. I just think it's going to end up being a problem. Falcon fans should be nice and quiet by week 12, so I expect the energy shift. <laughs> Carmichael may uh, be underrated because Dalton with the Bears and the Cowboys look like he should not have been in the league, and Carmichael made him into a low-level starter. Um, I don't know if he made him to a low-level starter, man. I mean, Andy Dalton, say what you want about him. He ain't trash. Like, he ain't awful. You know, like, he's always been decent. You know, I just think at this particular point, I, you know, you up there in your 30s, I mean, he started in a lot of games, man. That's what people got to understand. Like, Dalton has started in a lot of games. So, you know, I mean, that's a lot of wear and tear on the body. So, at the end of the day, you know, I, I didn't expect for him to go out there and be like he just came fresh out of TCU. But, I mean, he's a he's a serviceable quarterback. I mean, he's he not going to wow you with his talent or nothing like that. But, you know, he's serviceable. You know, he, he did what he needed to do. I don't think that had much to do with Carmichael, to be honest with you. I think it had – it's a combination of uh, the talent that he has and what they're asking him to do, which is why I'm not saying nothing about it. Has he agreed to help? I mean, yeah, he agreed to LB there. People forget Gruden was around the team the Super Bowl year. Yeah, I mean, but what a difference, you know, I guess a couple years make. Uh, Buccaneers should get compensation for allowing the Saints to use Gruden services. Why would the Buccaneers uh, get compensation? Why would they want to, why would they give him compensation? I don't understand that. <laughs> you know I mean, he hasn't been attached to them in I don't know how long. Jaguars by 40 in October. LOL. I'm pretty sure that's my frat brother right there <laughs> who a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. I can't see the name, but I'm pretty sure that's probably him. That's probably him up in there. Uh, sucks need to sit in the basement. Uh, that's it. Uh, Gruden hasn't been a buck since 2008. Exactly. That's what got him in his all this mess when he was a buck. Uh, what do you think is the likelihood of us getting Hunter Winfro? think there's a strong possibility. Um, I can see them actually letting him go. Look, it seems like to me like the Raiders are trying to tank. You know, you get Jimmy Garoppolo who have to sign a waiver, you know, and even a play at all. And if he don't hold up, then he loses $22 million. Then, you you know, you get rid of Derek Carr. Uh, you know, you, you got Hunter Renfro. You know, they think that they, they he going to be a, a, a cut. You know what I'm saying? We should see that in the next couple of days. I don't know, man. It seemed like to me like they trying to get in that Kayla Williams sweet stakes. And they feel like, you know, okay, we're going to let Josh McDaniel do his thing. And then, you know what I'm saying, we're going to be we gonna be bad. And then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying, we can get that first pick and get Kayla Williams. 
and maybe get a coach that's, that's offensively friendly and we can go out here and make some noise. So it, it seemed like to me like they they kind of phoned it in here. Uh, so what are your top free agency needs for names, please? My top free agency, look, I ain't, I ain't got no top free agency list. Uh, I do feel like the Saints need to go after DeAndre Hopkins, and I'm going to continue to say that, and I don't care what none of these Saints fans out here that's talking about, man, we got enough. We got enough. We we got enough of them, man. Man, we that we it's just overkill at this point. Like, man, what have y'all been watching over the last three years? That's what I want to know. We've seen this every single year. The New Orleans Saints going to the season. Everybody think the offense offense gonna be straight. The wide receiver is gonna be straight. Then all of a sudden somebody get hurt, and now every every show, man, TJ, man, oh man, I, I heard that. Uh, uh. I don't know this this dude right here from Denver. He caught a couple passes. You think we need to sign him? Look, we we seen this before, and that's why I don't understand. Like I seen people in the group, man, what what the Saints gonna do? What money they gonna use? Like while y'all up here worrying about pennies and nickels and quarters and dimes, you got teams like the Philadelphia Eagles who care less. The Philadelphia Eagles last year went out here and got Linval Joseph, and they went go get Indomitian Sue when they had George. Davis and Fletcher Cox on the interior. They went out here and, and got guys. You think they cared about overkill? When guys went down, here comes somebody else coming up in here, being a part of the rotation. So while y'all up here talking about overkill and while y'all here counting pennies and trying to, you know what I'm saying, save up, you got these other teams out here that are going for broke. I don't understand. You've seen it with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We can laugh and talk about them right now, but guess what? The, in the last three years, they won a Super Bowl. Where the Saints been at? Why y'all up here trying to count pennies? Where, where, where we been at as, as Saints fans? I'll tell you where we been on the outside looking in because we worried about the salary cap. We worried about how long a guy's going to be here. Here's the reality. I like Michael Thomas. I got a lot of respect for Michael Thomas. I think he's one of the best wide receivers when healthy in the entire league. But guess what? He has been hurt over the last couple of years. And a guy like DeAndre Hopkins can come in and give you that level of production, if not more production than even that of a Michael Thomas. So why wouldn't you want a DeAndre Hopkins on your football team? How, who passes up one of the, arguably one of the greatest wide receivers of the modern era? This dude has been, this dude has been catching passes for some of the most mediocre quarterbacks known to man. Brock Osweiler, TJ Yates, um, Matt Schaub. And yet this dude still going over a thousand yards and still being in the conversation before Deshaun Watson even got into the league in 2017. And yet y'all sitting up here talking, not everybody, I'm, if, get in where you fit in. You're talking about, oh, we don't need him. But tell me, tell me about this immaculate play that you think that, uh, you know, uh, Traquan Smith is going to be, this wide receiver that he's going to be. I got a lot of respect for Chris Olave, Rashid Shaheed, but a lot of you are looking at what these guys did in their rookie year, and we all know that sometimes those guys go through that sophomore slump. I am not confident enough in Chris Olave or Rashid Shaheed for me to sit up here and say we don't need DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know. Like, y'all letting that jet sweep go to your head. Y'all letting that streak route against the Arizona Cardinals go to your head. I like Rashid Shaheed, and I think that he has a bright future, but he ain't there yet, right? Is Y'all, some of you are looking at two plays that, you know, he went yard, and now all of a sudden, like, y'all just anoint him as the third receiver. You put DeAndre Hopkins on this team with a guy like Derek Carr who has proven 
that he can get the ball to the playmakers. You'll find yourself with a really good offense. We, you need a guy like DeAndre Hopkins on your football team. So I don't care about pennies. I don't care about what the Saints need to do. It's about winning the championship. It's about winning the Super Bowl. That like some of you have loser mentality and you need to get rid of that. Why well, you need to get rid of that loser mentality. You need to realize that these teams out here, they don't care about the salary cap. They don't care about adding guys that they don't really need. They, they care about trying to add depth and bringing in guys that can make this team beneficial and be there in the end. So while y'all count pennies and worrying about, oh, what the salary cap going to look like? How, how we going to get him in? He want $23 million. Who cares? If this man can get $23 million, goes over 1000 y'all as a, a catch, a pass, in the playoffs, like who cares? Who cares at the end of the day? If you're doing your job, and you're bringing in guys through the draft, you're bringing in guys that, that have promise, and you combining them with veterans that can make a difference, who cares? I, I like counting pennies as, what has counting pennies got the Saints? What has this mediocre mentality gotten the Saints? Seriously, what has, it, what has it gotten the Saints? Besides on the outside looking in, and in the last two years missing the playoffs. So why are we still living by this code why are we still looking at this team and, and still up here trying to you know bring in uh you know decent players for the low low price of 299 get yourself some some really good players some guys that can make a difference deandre hopkins is 30 years old but guess what this dude can still make a difference and this guy can be the deciding factor of you winning a football game like how many how many times have we seen deandre hopkins just ball out like, how many times have we seen DeAndre Hopkins, you know, just go over 100 yards, no matter who's throwing him the football? He got a quality quarterback that can throw him the football in Derek Carr, and yet y'all still sitting up here talking about what Rashid Shahid and Chris Olave can do. I like those guys. Once again, I think they're going to have some a, a really good year, especially Olave. But if you are telling me to make who I feel like would be more beneficial, who I feel like would help the Saints get over the hump offensively, out of those three gentlemen, no disrespect to Shahid, no disrespect to Olave. I'm going with DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going with DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know about you. Uh, the Saints should wait and trade for Adams uh, if Thomas is not uh, healthy instead of Renfro or pursuing Hopkins. Uh, Adams know uh, the team will be tanking. Well, look, I ain't got no problem with that at all. You don't want to go after Devontae Adams? I ain't got no problem with that either. I just feel like if we're talking about, well, you can't go wrong with either one of them, but the fact that DeAndre Hopkins is out here on the street, you know, and he he wants to go to a team where he feel like he can win with, I think that he, you know, he can't go to the Saints and he definitely can make a difference. You know, the, the Saints, they got the, they got the pieces to be successful. I think our biggest issue is can the, can the head coach of the New Orleans Saints give the, you know, give the fans what they need as well as the team, what they need. It's not about the talent. So we know what he can actually do if you give him a chance. Tragic, thank you very much for the four ninety nine. dollars um, But, yeah, I mean, if look, Hunter Renfro, really good slot receiver. We talked about him before um, on past show. You know, he can give you something that's probably been missing since Willie Sneed, Lance Moore, that slot receiver that, that you can count on in crucial situations that can move the chains. But, look. If I had a choice to get Hunter Renfro and DeAndre Hopkins, guess who I'm rolling with? 
guess who I'm rolling with? And, and you know, also, I got to say this. When y'all going to stop listening to these reports? You had the same reporters that was out here talking about Odell Beckham Jr. wanted $20 million, right? Wanted $20 million. Guess what? Guess what uh, Odell Beckham Jr. ended up getting? Now, it says $18 million, but he only got 13. 13 at the time of a signing bonus. Everything else is incentivated, right? So the incentives that he can get can get up to $18 million. But the only thing that is on the books that he is guaranteed to get is 13. So if I'm not mistaken, 13, 20, that's about $7 million less than what the reports were saying. So all these $23 million reports, I, I would take this with a grain of salt. And then also, understand this, folks. These agents put this stuff out here. They send this information to the members of the media. They do these things. It's not true. It, you know what I'm saying? It, it's what they put these things out here in order to generate conversations and also let teams understand where they stand. I mean, it's not a guarantee that they're going to get this. So this $23 million, like, oh, you know what I'm saying? If you don't give me $23 million, I'm walking away. Okay, I'll tell you this. You're a 30-year-old wide receiver in a in a young man's game, you know, and you know, there, there's you you still are an elite receiver, but some people might look at the stats, might look at the time you miss, might look at the, you know, saying some of the things that you've been through, and they'd be like, Man, look, we want you, but 15 million is our final offer. 14 million is our final offer. Like, seriously. Like, all this stuff, you know, about $23 million, like, man, look, if a guy can make a difference on your team, be that beast that you need him to be, man, look, where do I sign? Like, I guarantee nobody would care if the same side, DeAndre Hopkins, for that price, let's just say, you know, hypothetically speaking, you know, they, they, they do sign him for that. But the Saints win the Super Bowl. Who cares at the end of the day? Who has the better record at the end of the season? New Orleans? Or uh, DB, well, who are we talking about here? Who, uh, one, thank you for the one ninety nine. You said or oh, DB. Well, who was DB? <laughs> I don't know exactly. I don't know what that is. G- give me the, you know, g- give me that. Uh, what's what's that abbreviation stand for? Uh, let's see. His last year, but I don't want him here. <clears throat> who are we talking about here? Who are we talking about? So do I, uh, Tedra, uh, uh, but D.A. don't. A.T. Perry going to be that guy. D-Hop not needed. Man, you out your mind. You out your mind. Like, seriously. What, like, <laughs> what gives you, like, what gives you, and I'm not saying that the guy can't be good. What gives you that much confidence that a rookie, six-round pick, can come in and be able to be better than DeAndre Hopkins from the rip? So what you're saying to me is a guy in DeAndre Hopkins who is capable of going over 1,000 yards, capable of going over 70 catches, capable of giving you almost close to double-digit touchdowns, could not you're, – you're telling me that A.T. Perry can come up in here and be that, exactly that. Like if, if Michael Thomas go down, Chris Olave go down, you're telling me that A.T. Perry can step up and be that number one receiver. That's what you're telling me right now. You you are that confident. Like let let's 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 be honest about this. Michael Thomas has been hurt. Chris Olave has missed games. 
So you're telling me that he can slide up that depth chart and in the Saints need him. He can go out there and get you six catches, go over 100 yards in the absence of a Michael Thomas. That's what you're saying to me right now. You're that confident in what you actually saw him do on a collegiate level, not on a professional level, but on a collegiate level. That is what you're saying to me right now. You're saying you have that much confidence in a guy who hasn't even put the flirt de elite on the side of his helmet yet. That's what you're saying to me right now. Oh, you're saying I think DB is the Denver Broncos. Okay, all right. My bad. Denver Broncos. All right, but anyway, um, do I think have the better record? Um, I think that the I think that the uh Saints have a better record than uh, than the Denver Broncos. I, I think they would. Yeah, you know, I, I think they I think they'll have a better record. I just look at man, you have to play Kansas City twice. You gotta play the Chargers twice. And I gotta look at the the schedule, man, but I think it's pretty tough. I mean, the, the division that they play. So I think they're going to be better. I think they even may make the playoffs. But uh, I think the Saints may have a better record. Then uh, Rasheed lead the team in receiving yards over Lave during the second half of the season. I haven't looked it up. Just heard someone speak on this. This is not my argument for Rasheed over D-Hop. Um, well, look, he may have done that, but how many games did – how many games did uh, Olave miss during the second half of the season? And then on top of that, like I said, I mean, we can, huh, man, how many times have we, man, why why do we do this to ourselves? How many times do we see guys who are young, they come in, they make a little noise, and then all of a sudden, like, we think we anoint them. I, I'll, give you another, I'll give you another prime example. It's amazing to me. Paulson Adebo. Paulson Adebo's rookie year. Paulson and Debo's rookie year, everybody was singing this man praise. Everybody was talking about how great he is. The one-hand snag against the Falcons the last game of the season. Oh, man, we got a, we got two lockdowns. We got two lockdown corners. Now, all of a sudden, everybody, for some apparent reason, after one year, after his second year, everybody just want to throw this dude away for Alante Taylor. But he was the toast of the town his rookie season. So what happens then? You know what I'm saying? How many times will we see we get excited about guys going into their second year and they end up not panning out. Then we find ourselves looking at the next rookie that comes through. All I'm saying is I'm not saying that Rashid Shaheed is not going to be good. I'm not saying that the guy isn't capable of being a quality receiver, but I'm just saying if I had a choice at getting DeAndre Hopkins, a guy who has proven that he can be a number one receiver, a guy who has had multi-time pro bowls, a guy who has been an all pro, if I have opportunity to get him over Rashid Shaheed, guess what I am doing? I'm rolling with DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not trying to put a square, I'm not trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. We don't know. Like we seen two, I say, I mean, I won't say two. We seen some explosive plays by Rashid Shaheed, but it is in no way, it is in no way uh, going to convince me that this dude is going to be better than DeAndre Hopkins in year two. It just, it's just not. Like, I just feel like that's just wistful thinking. You know, and, I, and also, I don't, think he, I don't think he's ready to have, you know, that type of, that, that type of anointing. I, I just don't. I think they're going to end up, like, giving him more plays. I think that you're going to see more explosive plays by him. But, bro, like, come on, man. Like, let's just be serious about this. Rashid Shahid is, is not DeAndre Hopkins. He, he is not. 
he he is he is he is just not man. Like seriously, I, I think he's good, but he he is no D hop. Uh, TJ, you heard about this Travis Randolph case? No, I I haven't heard about it. Haven't heard about that. But I mean, I'll take a look at it once uh you know I, I you know see what's going on, then I I get back to you. F. Gruden as a Bucks fan don't deserve us Saints. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Why would you want Hunter Renfro over uh, Winston as a backup? That makes no sense. What? What are we talking about here? Hunter Renfro over Jameis? Wait a minute. What? what? Hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell to the no. We talking about two different positions here. Hunter Renfro is a wide receiver, not a quarterback. What? What? Man, <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, let's see. I think Frank Washington will get. Uh, let's see, Bishop Bowwinkle today. Um, I, I don't know. Let's see. And we already hit. We already hit the bishop for somebody. Don't worry, At gonna find out soon as he stands on front of Marshawn and Alante. Look, I'm not saying At Perry isn't gonna be a good wide receiver. Don't like. Don't don't. I think the guy is gonna be good, but that's a lot, man. That is a lot of pressure to put on a guy who's a six round draft pick. <clears throat> I mean, he was good, and he set all type of weight for his records. Don't like. The guy is good, but come on, man. We've seen what DeAndre Hopkins can do. We see this guy out there making plays. I mean, I, I'm not putting A.T. Perry over DeAndre Hopkins. Boy, that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot for somebody that just came in with a collegiate red. Like, that's like that's basically like saying to me, that's like saying Tim Tebow, you know, just automatic. Like, let's just say Tim Tebow, he broke all those Florida records. And you just come in like, man, Tim Tebow going to be better than Patrick Mahomes. Because you're looking at what he did in college, right? I mean, look, guys break records all the time. Guys shatter all type of records on a collegiate level all the time. And then, you know, go to the NFL and they can't play dead in a Western movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just happens that way. Uh, true, TJ, I forgot about Olave missing games. Uh, like when everybody thought Callaway was a real number one. Thank you very much. Toast of the town, right? That big game versus Detroit Lions. Then all of a sudden, like we, oh man, we got him. Then all of a sudden, that preseason game versus Jacksonville Jaguars, he caught a couple like acrobat. He had a two acrobatic catches, two touchdowns. Oh man, we ready, we ready, man. Then all of a sudden, Michael Thomas goes down. He gets slid in the number one, and then all of a sudden, we we forget he exists. You know, couldn't even like couldn't even get off the line of scrimmage most times going up against the number one. You know, made some plays every now and then. But then towards the end of his, his his Saints career, he was only on the field for a quick slant. You know, they they had him doing a Michael Thomas quick slant. But that was the guy that everybody just said, man, he's gonna be a number one. That's why I say, man, prisoner of moment. We get we become prisoners of moments when guys give us one or two uh productive plays. Then all of a sudden we need to slide Traquan out and put him in and have him being that that guy sliding out Chris Olave. It, it, it's gonna happen. Watch. I guarantee you, if if Chris Olave goes out there and let's just say Chris Olave has like two games, he gets like sixty yards a piece, and the AT Perry catches like two deep touchdowns. Watch, watch, you gonna have same fans out there. Man, they need to go ahead and slide AT Perry ahead of Chris Olave. It happens every single year. It's it's always the shiny new toy. I use this as an example. It is like the Buzz Lightyear Woody effect. Woody was the toy that Andy loved at first. Then all of a sudden, in comes Buzz Lightyear with all the bells and whistles, and all of a sudden, we don't care about Woody no more. You know that, that's just what it is. It happens every single year. What you know, a cornerback comes in. Watch, 
Watch um watch when uh Howden if he plays. Watch if this dude go out here make a tackle, a big hit, a catch interception. Watch when people are gonna start talking about Marcus May. Watch. Man, we need man, they need to go ahead and put Howden out there over Marcus May. I'm telling you, it happens every single year. Ever since I've been doing this show since 2018, there has been a, a, a guy who has been a top quality draft pick, and you had the undrafted, unproven guy that may come in and give you more production. And then all of a sudden we need to slide that person in ahead of this dude. And then all of a sudden, when they get the opportunities called, you finally get what you wanted. And then the next day, you know, they don't live up the expectations. And then we just want to act as if we didn't say these things. It happens every single year. Last year, like I said, last year it was Alante Taylor. Year before that, it was Paulson Adebo. Now we want to trade out Alante Taylor for Paulson Adebo. Watch if another cornerback comes in and he plays better than Alante Taylor. We're gonna want, we gonna want that person in. We gonna want, we gonna want that person in. It's just, it's just amazing. Let's see, and not trying to be funny, but AT went to Wake Forest. Let's keep it real. Look, it's it's not about where you go. You know what I'm saying? I I, I want I want to say that I want to make that clear, Pammy. You know I understand like, you know, oh it, it was Wake Forest, but at the end of the day, still playing against the ACC, still playing against guy, you know, like Clemson and some of these other. You know, I mean, it's still like big time college football, and also, you know, I mean, it's a testament to how good he is. But I don't want to take that away from him because for me to say that it's like. We we make these arguments all the time, like guys that go to HBCUs need opportunities and they need to, you know what I'm saying, get opportunity to play in the NFL, right? So, and I think about guys like James Houston who got opportunity on Thanksgiving and, you know, for the Detroit Lions coming out of Jackson State. And now, you know what I'm saying, like he he proved that he can be a really good pass for us. So I don't want to, I don't want to say, oh man, he just went there. Because it, it, that would be an argument somebody else would make to like, you know, snub somebody over opportunity. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I just think it has everything to do with the fact that he's a rookie. He he does not have NFL NFL experience. You know, like that that plays a huge role. If you don't have that, then guess what? You know, yeah, you know I mean, you got to prove yourself. It don't matter what you did in college. So I don't want to like, I don't want like Dogger. Oh, he went to Wake Forest because I mean. Don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like some of the best, I mean, look, Jerry Rice went to Mississippi Valley State, right? I mean, greatest wide receiver of all time. So it's not about where you go. It's about what you do when you get there. And we haven't seen him do anything, you know? So that, that's just the way that I look at it. But I, do I think that he can be good? Yes. Do I think that he's just going to be DeAndre Hopkins overnight? Absolutely not. DeAndre Hopkins is a a hall of famer to be honest with you like he, he has hall of fame numbers and this guy has yet to take a snap in the national football league this guy has yet to produce a statistic in the national football league i think hopkins uh is a descending and needs to be with a quarterback that can scramble outside of the, uh the call plays now to be successful i think he lost a step to be that dominant wide receiver without a mobile quarterback um I don't know. I don't know if that's the case or not. All I know is that, you know, I've seen this guy play with some trash at wide receiver and he still go out there and he make it happen. So, uh, I'm excuse me, not a wide receiver, but a quarterback. I've seen him play with some trash. I don't think he lost a step. I, I don't. I don't think he lost a step. I think he's just as productive. But, I mean, we got to look at it, man. Like, Kyler Murray didn't play well last season. Then, on top of that, he ended up getting hurt. 
And then you bring in some, you know what I'm saying, a backup, you know, to come in, didn't play well. Uh, so, I mean, look, DeAndre Hopkins has gotten the short end of the stick. The fact that we've been, we, we're talking about this guy being one of the best wide receivers in football, as long as we have, is a testament to how good this dude actually is. And then on top of that, you know, we're not asking him to come up in there and be that, that top-notch, top-quality guy. He has the capability of doing that, but we all know that this is this is slowly becoming a Chris Olave, you know, wide receiver room. Like, the Saints drafted Chris Olave to be that number one guy. But, you know what I'm saying, in the meantime, Hawkins can still get it. You know, he can still go out there, still catch the ball, still catch touchdowns. And then on top of that, if you got Michael Thomas, you know, if you double covering Michael Thomas or you double covering Chris Olave, man, you ain't about to tell me DeAndre Hopkins can't win against the number two cornerback, the number three cornerback of a team. Just not happening. Like, you, you, you can say, man, you better not single cover this guy. And then on top of that, man i mean we we saw it like this this was just last year the the you know no disrespect to uh latte taylor i think he did a good job tough guy you know what i'm saying he, he battled with him but man we saw we we saw deandre hawkins you know what i'm saying put some foots in that boy you know what i'm saying we saw him win a matchup latte taylor won you know what i'm saying maybe a couple of them but deandre hawkins was out there you know he the, the quarterback threw the ball up in the air deandre hawkins came down with it so, I mean, I'm just saying. And then on top of that, we've seen DeAndre Hopkins go up against Marshawn Lattimore and give him the business. That's that's our number one guy. So, I'm not – I don't think that you need to look at DeAndre Hopkins. You know, of course, you know, like you're 30 years old. You've been in the league this long. I mean, we're going to, what, 11th year? I mean, of course, you know what I'm saying, you're not going to be that same wide receiver as you came out of Clemson. But he still can be productive for you and give you those numbers that you need. I'm just not comfortable, and I, I'm going to continue to say this. I'm not comfortable uh, with, you know, with the Saints wide receiver room. Like, we've always – we've been in this position over the last couple of years, and then the next thing you know, we're trying to figure out what the Saints going to do at receiver. So I'm going to uh, – I mean, if the Saints get DeAndre Hopkins, I'm happy. If they go out here and get Hunter Winfro, I'm happy because you're adding depth to this position, and you're adding guys that can make plays. Jordan Howard then going to be the next Alante Taylor this year. I don't, maybe. Daryl, you said that about a Debo year before <laughs> last two. <laughs> How then going to look like Marcus Williams? Well, I'll tell you what, that ain't a bad thing if he is. Uh, yep, that Gruden, not uh, the other one. Uh, his brother coached too. And that's another thing too. Like, man, his brother, they had a video of his brother like on a curb somewhere, almost passed out, right? And yet this man still finding work. But nobody was talking about, you know, morale, you know what I'm saying? His, his morals and all that kind of stuff there, you know? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just think that uh, think people were just putting too much into this. We have some delusional Saints fans in here. Uh, there are different types of Saints fans, Patrick. Uh, that TJ nephew, Patrick. Yeah, that's my nephew, man. Hey, man, you, say something, man. What you think, what you think about the uh what you think about the Saints this year? What do you think they're going to do? Okay. <laughs> hey, but on, for the record, for the record, man, he is a, he liked the Kansas City Chiefs, right? But he, he likes, the, he he wants the Saints to do well as well. So, you know, 
But <laughs> but what you think? Okay, so all right, so the Saints got a new quarterback, right? So what do you think? You think he gonna uh, make the team better? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that. I think that they're gonna end up uh having I think he's gonna be pretty solid, man. I mean, I, I'm still I still got some question marks about him though. Uh let's see, I feel you, TJ. Uh you just want a more sure thing uh, with D hop production problem not gonna happen, just a wish. Yeah, not it just look, I, I, I like what the Saints are doing, getting guys through the draft, but you still have to develop those guys. But in the meantime, I, I do want more of a sure thing. I do want more of a a, a a proven commodity and i just think that sometimes like we're so reluctant to you know want other guys to come on a team oh nah man ain't a good idea it ain't a good idea it's like when somebody said it's overkill like that's what bothers me like how can you like shouts out to mike detilia he was on the show a couple weeks ago and i asked him about the three running backs the saints have you know jamal williams so you got uh kendry miller you got alvin right and he was like, you know, I'd rather have too much of something than not enough. And that's the truth. I'd rather have too much of, you know, I'd rather have a deep wide receiver room than a bunch of, you know, a bunch of guys that I hope pan out. <laughs> it's a little Bow Wow, man, a few words. <laughs> Let's see, bandwagon uh, or real fan? Uh, I don't know. I don't know who, I mean, look. I can understand people questioning the Saints' moves. I can understand that. I can understand that. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I want these guys to get better. He said, hey, nephew, giving a shout-out to you, Kaylin. All right. It says, uh, let's see, DH already said uh, his five top uh, teams he's uh, want to play for, and the Saints wasn't one of them, bro. Um, when did he say this? When did he say this? Because I can tell you right now, <laughs> he didn't say any. I don't know who, I don't know who came out with the story. I don't know who came out with the story. Did he say this? Did this come out of his mouth? And if this happened, this must have happened like really, really recently. Because I, I ain't heard nothing. I ain't heard nothing from like I ain't heard nothing from him. So did he do like an interview or something like that? Did he do an interview or did some reporter come out and say? the top five destinations that make sense for DeAndre Hopkins. Cause you know, it's a different, if, if he didn't like, and honestly, if he said this, it had to be between now, you know what I'm saying? And me starting this show. Cause I ain't hear nothing from this guy. So did he say it on a podcast? Okay. So he was on a podcast. Okay. So he said, yes, he did. Okay. Well, at the end of the day, you know, if he said that, then that that's fine. But I mean, you can want something all you want to, but you know, if somebody's showing you the money or making it appealing to you, then you know, then it is what it is. Let me let me see if I can let me see if I can pull this up. So, what podcast was this? Can somebody tell me what podcast it was? Let's see. My dude literally said Bills, Chiefs, etc. Or oh, he said Bill Chiefs, etc. What what podcast was it? What podcast was he on? And he said this. Thing is, none of the teams have the cap we do. Well, look, I mean, all I'm saying is, it to me, it makes sense as far as you know, 
having a quality quarterback that can get you the ball. We know that we know that he Derek Carr can get him the football. We've seen Devontae Adams put up big numbers last year with Las Vegas. We've seen Darren Waller put up big numbers before Adams got there. We've seen, you know, him, you know, have a rapport with Henry Ruggs before all that situation happened. It it did make, you know what I'm saying, it made a lot of uh sense. You know what I'm saying? So when I wrote the article, I was, you know, I I look at it from a certain standpoint, he can be beneficial to the offense. Uh, you know, he can get the opportunity to, you know, make the playoffs. He had an opportunity to be one of those top guys. But yeah, I mean, if that's where he wants to go, that's where he want to go. I mean, all of this, this, you know, talk and all that kind of stuff and hyperbole is pointless, you know, if that's what he said, you know. But let's see, TJ, my sister remember what I said last year, so I tell you our sister is the truth. Love him. Who that? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Falcons suck forever and ever. It up. <laughs> Carolina and Tampa for sure, but Atlanta, nah, not this year, brother. <laughs> uh, let's see. You believe uh, sucks can beat y'all. Enough said. Okay, I'm an athlete. I'm going to have to check that out. None of the teams he dropped uh, have a cap. Bills uh, don't. Chiefs definitely don't. Uh, don't. Chargers don't. Etc. Yeah, I mean, look, you can go. I mean, look, if they, if they want to, they can make some room for them. I think Kansas City, they can make room for them. You know, I think some of these other teams can. I think the way that the Saints have been doing business and moving a cap and manipulating a cap, I think that it has really is a. You know, I think that teams have followed that format too, because you're starting to see teams do the same thing. Uh, we have the perfect mix of what he wants and the ability to give him a bag. Uh, let's see. Hope DA and P can open up the offense a little more and true uh, car so players can uh, develop and grow. Yeah. I mean, I think that they can do that. Deshaun Watson trying to get him, TJ. Well, if his, if his whole like uh, focus is trying to go to a contender and a team that has a possibility of making a deep run in the playoffs, I mean, the Browns, I don't know. You know, I think Deshaun Watson going to be a lot better this year. I think that is this has finally been a year where, you know, you ain't really him. He ain't been taking up a majority of the press. And um, I think that they, he finally, this is the first time in almost three seasons he can just focus on the game of football. And I think that's going to help the Browns. But I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills or the Cowboys make a push for him. Well, I'm the Cowboys. I definitely would make a push for him. If I'm the Bills, I would make a push for him. Uh, TJ, he named five quarterbacks. He would uh, want to play for Mahomes, Herbert, Allen, Hurts, and I forget the last one, maybe Rodgers. Okay, I'm going to have to check that out. Like I said, man, this, this upon making this this uh, podcast, I wasn't under that impression. I was wondering, like, I know they had, like, some stories that was talking about top five destinations where he can go, but you know, if um, that's what he said, that's what he said. I mean, the whole, you know, that whole, this whole entire point is, is basically, you know, irrelevant. If that's what, if that's what he said, you know, so I can't, I can't argue with the, you know, the horse's mouth, but I mean, I can make an argument to make it compelling that, you know, he can end up with the New Orleans Saints, but yeah. But if that's where he wants to go, you know, that's where he wants to go. And him being a free agent, you know, that's, that's a possibility. But, I mean, there were also times where, you know, I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, 
had the Bills on his list. I don't even think Baltimore is really on his list like that. If you look at Shahid College film, he shows great short area quickness as well as explosive deep plays before the knee injury. I would not be surprised if you see that area of his game this year. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I think Rashid Shahid is a good receiver. I, all I'm saying is, like, it, it's to me, him going into his second season, and we only seen him in, like, little bits and pieces in his first season. I just think that that's just, I don't know, that's just wistful thinking at this point uh, that you expect for him to just to come out here and just be Justin Jefferson or uh, a good supporting cast member, right? Like, give me a, like a, like a Reggie Wayne, like a Reggie Wayne all the years with Marvin Harrison, you know, like we expected him to kind of be that Reggie Wayne to Chris Olave's Marvin Harrison or, or Michael Thomas's Marvin Harrison. I just think that at this particular point, I'm not that confident that he can be that. Now, as the season goes on, you know, he can always prove me wrong, but I just think that if people just expecting him to, you know, go for over, you know, a thousand yards and stuff like that. I just think at this particular point is, is what you want him to do. Great content, TJ. May you all continue to rise up. Jared, uh, thank you very much for the $2. Uh, let's see our car uh, finna get a lot of uh, DBs in the division paid this year. <laughs> see, there's going to be a lot of interceptions being thrown. Um, I'm going to read a few more, and then we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Uh, Deshaun Watson trying to get him. I think I already read that. Uh, hope uh, uh, DA and P can open up the offense. I think I read that one as well. Scroll down a little bit more. Uh, if we could, uh, because Adams isn't happy with the Raiders and Jimmy G is a risk of losing his job. If Adams is available, would you rather have him or D-Hop? Well, that's, that's a tough question for me because I got so much respect for both of the guys. I think both of them are still as good. <clears throat> but based on the rapport that him and Derek Carr have, I will have to say uh, I'll have to go with Adams. Uh, Tamisha Heed is better than Traquan, man. What, that, <laughs> what a stretch. What a stretch right there, man. That, that's, that's tough right there, right? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Look, we, we see what uh, Shahid can be, and we pretty much know what Traquan Smith is. I, I don't have that much hate towards Traquan Smith. You know, I just think that Saints fans expected him to be something, and he ended up not being that, you know? Do I think that, you know, Traquan Smith can still uh, have a place in the league? Yeah. Um, you know, I think he'll never be that receiver that we all wanted him to be. But I think that, you know, he, he can be around the league for a while. And as long as he can be fundamentally sound as a wide receiver, he'll find a home. And as long as Sean Payton has a coaching job. Uh, I think we have a decent chance at actually signing him. Uh, will Mikey even go after him? Or Mickey, rather. Uh, will Mickey go after him? Or uh, think we are fine with uh, what we got. Well, I think that if history has shown us anything, you shouldn't be fine with any of this stuff. And I think that you should always continue to keep grinding and keep trying to find better ways of making yourself successful. I and mean, it's just like with Howie Roseman last year. Like I said, Howie Roseman for the Philadelphia Eagles, whether you like him or not, this guy was not content all season long. He was bringing in guys, bringing in receivers, bringing in tight end, bringing in guys on the interior bringing in pass rushes, willing to make trades, willing to make deals. And they were a few plays away from winning the Super Bowl. 
me me personally man I, I just i'm not i'm not with the timid approach anymore like dennis allen has something to prove mickey loomis has something to prove Pete carmichael has something to prove so with that you have to make sure that you put all the chips on the table because let, let's let's not let's not get it twisted this is it if if dennis allen doesn't perform this season if Pete carmichael doesn't perform this season mickey loomis you know, I, I feel like he's more of a lifer because of what he's done. It's going to be hard for him to go. They, they, they will probably change his position before they allow him to, like, you know, get fired and put that out there. But when it comes to Pete Carmichael and when it comes to Dennis Allen, this is it. Like, if they don't perform this season, there's nothing the Saints organization can do to convince Saints fans that this guy is the answer. So they got to start winning. So with that, you, you can't leave no stone left unturned. If you do, you're going to end up finding yourself as a, another team's defensive coordinator and another team's offensive coordinator. Hey, TJ, we could use John and uh, not uh, too confident with our offensive uh, coordinator. Well, look, I think John Gruden coming in is to, you know, help them install the offense. I don't think that it's going to be a, a job. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's going to be a job at the end of the day. Uh, Dennis has shown he's going all out. Well, he has to. He has to, man. That That's the only way the Saints are going to get where they need to be, and that's the only way the Saints fans as a whole are going to have confidence in this guy as a head coach. You got to go for broke. You got to go for broke, and you got to get the best players available. High take, Michael Thomas needs to step down as wide receiver one. Olave needs to be our wide receiver one this year. Well, training camp going to solve that. You know, whoever goes out there and they ball out the most, that's that's more likely going to be the number one guy. But I still feel like you should have them swap out because, look, Michael Thomas, great player, but has not been healthy over the last couple of years. So you can't just go up in and just tell him, oh, you're the number one guy. And I think he understands that. And he'll be ready to compete. That's why I'm saying it's one game at a time because the coaching staff has to prove they can win. Uh, he can go all out, but if he's going, he's still doing what he's done before. It's just so much. Yeah. I mean, I just think that's going to be pretty much it. All right. So uh, final thoughts. Uh, I have no problem with John Gruden uh, coming to uh, Saints camp uh, at all. I think that he just came there to help Derek Carr, help the Saints install offensive uh, plays that make him comfortable. And, uh, you know, he understands the West Coast offense, which the Saints run. Uh, as far as DeAndre Hopkins, you know, I, I, I started the show believing that, you know, it'd be a good destination spot. Now that he has a name from, from what you all are saying, he has a name, the Saints or Derek Carr as one of the quarterbacks or the Saints as one of the teams that he's interested in. Um, you know, I, I want him to be a part of the team. I wish that he would. Um, I think it would make sense. I think it would be beneficial to the team. But now that he said that, there's nothing really we can do about that. Um, besides weight, uh, the Hunter Renfro uh, sweet states is still out there. Interested to see what's going to happen in the next couple of days. Will the Raiders let him go or not? But regardless, you know, I, I expect for the Saints to continue to try to build this team, continue to try to uh, be, a, a, you know, efficient offensively. Everything I've been hearing about Derek Carr, um, people have been saying that, you know, the, the Saints are looking like, you know, how – camp was and practice was when drew Brees was here so that's a positive thing right but all in all i just want this team to win um the fact that they will actually even try to go out there 
and, and ask John Gruden to come in and play. I mean, install the offense. That goes to show you how much winning means to this team because they're willing to take the backlash. Uh, him being such a controversial figure right now, that just tells you that this team is trying to do everything they can to win. I just think they need to continue to build on that momentum. Uh, but thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, Shouts out to my uh, nephew, uh, Kalen, uh, stopping by, you know, being a part of the show too. So what'd you think about it, man? Your first time on live. What do you think about it? Okay, all right. We're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna get you some more uh we're gonna get you some more content, man. We're gonna get uh see what you have to say about you know some of these uh topics, you know, especially like um uh, you know the Gumble Pie Sports podcast that's available. We're gonna get you to see what you have to say, you know, about some of the teams and also man, just about uh you know the Saints in general. But we appreciate you being on the show, man. Shouts out to my nephew once again for those that just tuned in. Uh, came down from Vicksburg, Mississippi, uh, out here to uh, South Carolina to hang out with me for a couple of weeks. Uh, always excited, you know, to have him, you know, um, spending so much time with him when I, I stayed in Mississippi during the time, you know, but it's good to have him here. Uh, he, he wants to be a quarterback, man. He wants to be a quarterback. So we're going to try to, we try to work with him, man. We got, we got some footage out there, you know what I'm saying? We're trying to work on that footwork. Uh, hopefully, you know, we, we got the next, uh, you know, uh, the next Jalen Hurts right here, you know, next Patrick Mahomes. We try we trying to work with him, man. Got to get that footwork, try to work on that accuracy, man. But he gonna he, he gonna he gonna get where you need to be. But thank you all so much. Uh once again, subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search the state of the Saints Podcast, Facebook.com, search the state of the Saints Podcast. Previous episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Also check out uh, the Gumbo Pie Sports Podcast uh, website, which is gumbopiesports.com. Uh, got some articles that are going to be coming out today. Uh, going to be, you know, once I learn about this DeAndre Hopkins situation, I guess I'll be talking about that, as well as some other uh, content um, going more in depth about this uh, John Gruden um, sighting at Saints Camp and so much more. Uh, make sure that you check it out, gumbopiesports.com. Uh, uh, and also the Gumbo Pie Sports podcast that's available on YouTube as well. Till next time, all I got to say is. Hey, don't let these tears fool you. It's all dog around this mug. I'm good.